Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The super sub tag doesn't bother me. I remember the, the great moments of Roger Hunt and Ainsley John. You can rest assured that he never had his cat licking his milk out of the bowl. Hello and welcome to the Say It and Spray It podcast. My name's Justin. Joining me as always, the CEO of Merwalls, Mark Silver. How are you doing, Mark? Good. How are you doing, Justin? Very good, mate. Very, very good. Today's guest, David Fairclough, I have to admit, I didn't know very much about because you might have been playing just before I started to watch football. So you had to tell me a little bit about David and uh, his career. Known as Super Sub, although he wasn't too keen on me mentioning that, was he? Well, no, I think he was all right about it. I think there was, I think there was a point in time where he wasn't keen on that phrase and that tag that he he had. But then I think he embraced it because mm. I think it's, we we kind of agreed that it's better to be known as Super Sub than not to be known as anything. And uh, listen, there's a reason he was called Super Sub. He wasn't just called Sub. Uh, he yeah. scored a lot of yes. very important goals and special goals. Yeah, he was a bit before my time. I remember a little bit of, of him towards the end. But you know, when you're doing a lot of work around Liverpool and you you see a lot about their history and their heritage and magic moments is definitely a name that pops up a lot and what a lovely guy oh yeah what a genuinely lovely guy yeah. yeah i got to meet him for the first time when we were doing a, a mural with ray clements and he came along and helped us uh, paint some of the blue on the wall you know just just contributed and gave some of his time up really really pleased to to know david pleased that we had him on as a guest really interesting character right let's listen to it David Fairclough, how are you? I'm fine, Justin. Thank you very much. Nice to speak to you. You were known affectionately as Super Sub because um, you rarely started matches for Liverpool, but you frequently came on as a sub and made a massive impact. Is that fair to say? Well, I'll correct you a little bit. I made more games started from the off than I did as sub, actually. Right. One or two events in particular remembered in my substitute role, you know. Often people refer to me... Well, refer to a couple of goals in particular. One against a winner I scored against Everton, and one against Saint Etienne, and that was basically the the you know the thing that kind of cemented this super sub um, tag. Really, are you happy with the tag, or would you rather people didn't call you the super sub? Well, no, you know, because I did say something in my early days, which has seemed to have run the test of time. You know, people would make apologies. Oh, sorry, don't, you know, sorry about the super sub tag and all this. No, I think uh, what I often say is there have been so many great moments in, in Liverpool's history, so many great characters. To have my little piece in it is more than I could ask for, uh, certainly when I, when I was following Liverpool in the 60s and the likes. 
I remember the, the great moments of Roger Hunt and Ain't St. John. And the way I've remembered them down my lifetime, it's nice to know that uh, some people have, uh, are remembering mine and, and, and like to recall it, which is, uh, which is good. So uh, the Super Sub Tag doesn't bother me. I mean, I was with a group of seven-year-olds uh, last summer doing a presentation. And when I walked in, I said, it's Super Sub, it's Super Sub. So, <laughs> um, so you don't have to be a granddad to remember me. Uh, the, 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 the story is sort of, flown through the ages it's, it's good to have your your own usp though isn't it like you said david for, for you to be known as that but ultimately it's not a negative thing is it obviously like you've just said you made more starting appearances than you did off the bench but it's because the some of the impact of some of them substitute appearances where you came off and scored some very high profile goals that's probably why it seems that you know you were quite well known and being a super sub is, is better than being a sub for sure <laughs> yeah that, that, that's right anything but the word super uh, attached <laughs> can't be all all that bad I once said to Ian St John about the super sub tag and he said well I wish I'd been called super sub and I said well I wish I'd been called the saint really um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, down the years, um, the fact that people still talk about some of the, you know, the moments are, uh, you know, it, it's great. It's, 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 it's quite, you know, makes me, uh, makes me blush. And um, rarely a day goes by without somebody mentioning the word Sentetien. So, uh, got to be a you know, good thing. Thank God for Sentetien. Absolutely, yeah. And thirty-four goals in ninety-eight games. That's not to be sniffed at, is it? No, I got in, in total. I got fifty-five in. 154 appearances. Um, so um, well, there you go. You know, it, it's it's sort of uh, hovers around the one in three, and you know there's been a number of little um, exercises down the years in terms of minutes on the pitch and all that type of stuff. It was quite healthy. I think if if all strikers achieve one in three, then um, yeah, they wouldn't be doing that bad. Yeah, send some of them to Watford for sure, for sure. So obviously you've you've got a big love for Liverpool and the fans, I would say. Being a local-born boy, you either go on the red side or the blue side. My dad was a Liverpoolian, so it was um, it was natural that I I followed there because he he you know he took me to Liverpool games uh, more than 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 the odd visit to Goodison. I was brought up just few you know a few hundred yards away from Anfield. Went to school just down the street from the cop. So my attachment was. Uh, Right from the off, and to ultimately played for them, and then now in in kind of a position where I'm invited back to Anfield every week, to talk to supporters, and you know I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have thought when I was a young boy that I'd still be attached to the club, you know, all these years on. So, Mark, how did you first come into David's orbit? We were talking to Liverpool Football Club. Obviously, Mules is becoming a bigger thing. I was in touch with Ray Clements' youngest daughter, Julie, from Mutual Friend. And uh, she lives over in Florida. She's a lovely girl. And we, we were chatting on the phone and obviously she's aware of what we do in the street art. She said it'd be amazing if we could do a mural of her dad. And at the time, obviously, her dad was poorly. Um, he wasn't very well at all. We didn't know the extent at that point, us personally, but obviously she did. And um, she just thought it'd be a really nice thing to do. We got on it straight away. We started looking for walls. We started talking to some of the people that have got cable ends around there. We wanted to make this happen and we wanted to do it right by Ray. What I'd done was I started speaking to some people at the club to see how we can make this even more special. And I thought it'd be a really good idea 
to actually get to some of the other players that played with Ray, some legends of Liverpool Football Club to come down, especially for the reveal. We knew that Ray wasn't going to be well enough to come down there, but his his family were going to come down, which they did. But we wanted to get some legends to come down there. And there was there was lots of names banded around, but obviously it was about availability and also, you know, who's wants to do this. And straight away we we had three names of players that put their name down straight away and wanted to be there. David Johnson, Alan Kennedy and David Fairclough. So as soon as we knew that, those were three great Liverpool legends. We couldn't wait to have them involved. And I kind of elaborated on that. I thought that we could probably do something a little bit more than just have them standing there in front of the mural and, and saying nice things about Ray. We thought, let them get their hands dirty. We didn't know what their artistic skills were. So we thought, um, <laughs> we thought that let's just give them a, a, a paintbrush and some black paint because we needed it to be painted black as our basis. All three of them turned up at different times and uh, loved the concept and just got Stuck in, really. Absolutely loved it. I remember David put the mural's cap on and got his hand in the bucket and got the paint on the wall and done a very good job of it, actually. Um, we were gutted that he had, to, he had to go and couldn't finish the whole thing off. So um, it, <laughs> it was a really good start. And obviously, you know, since we've done that now, there was a video that was made around it that's on YouTube. And we know that Ray absolutely loved that from from him and his family. He absolutely loved the mural. He loves the fact that his legacy lives on. He loved the fact that his former teammates and friends got involved in this and it's, it was a pretty special occasion really. So you're pretty handy with a the roller then, are you, David? Uh, you know, I think Mark's being more than kind there, actually. They, they didn't uh, trust us too much with uh, <laughs> to make an impact, but um, it, was, it was nice to to be asked. Obviously, got a huge uh, res- amount of respect for Ray as a guy and, you know, more importantly, maybe for us as our goalkeeper at the time. So uh, I was all I was more than happy to... Uh, to assist or, and, and, you know, be a part of the tribute to Ray. Absolutely amazing. Have you got any particularly uh, fond memories of Ray? Is there anything that you really think of when you think of Ray? Many, many. Um, more associated with uh, the, sort of the time off the pitch than times of the training ground. I mean, Ray could be quite sort of, uh, I don't know, a little bit moody maybe. You know, we'd be taking shots at him at goal and he'd just be letting the things go in. And then... <laughs> <laughs> then a spark that entered into his head. He said, "Right, no one's going to score now," and that was it. And then he, and he could just turn it on. And you know, he was an amazing goalkeeper. He's very unfortunate, probably, to to be around at the same time as as Peter Shilton because uh, they they shared the number one England uh, position for 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 many years. In our eyes, he was the world's best. He, he was a, he was he was amazing. He has some great records. You know, if you look back in Liverpool's historic, you know, history of stats, what he achieved was was amazing. His longevity. You know, he could be full of life. He, some mornings he'd, he'd walk in in the dressing room, and you you knew he was really in a, a bouncy mood. Sometimes they didn't. They wouldn't allow him to play outfield in the in the practice games with us because he was quite dangerous. I have visions of Ray chasing a couple of younger apprentices on on a few occasions and just taking the legs from under them. You know, he, oh. was, uh, he fancied himself as a little bit of a hatchet man. I think. Oh, did he? I didn't know this. This is excellent. This is excellent. Mark, you have a story about the designer Darren and David, don't you? I was explaining to um, a guy called Darren, who's one of the designers that helps us out here at Murals. I was just telling him. I know he's a Liverpool fan. So obviously it's interesting for him to know all these amazing people that we're we're doing the podcast with and obviously he sees the ones that we've painted and been doing that. So I mentioned to him the other day that we're going to be doing a podcast with David Fairclough. We're very excited by it. And he, he his eyes lit up and he said, I've got a brilliant story about David <laughs> Fairclough because he goes, 
I was years ago, I think it was twin, 2009, maybe. It was a long time ago. He said that he was treated to hospitality. He went to watch the game. He went up from London with his wife and, and watched the game. And obviously, hospitality, you have legends that come in. And, and he said David Fairclough was the club ambassador for the day. And he said he was an absolute gentleman, told brilliant stories and, and got on very well. And at the end, after the game, obviously, everyone was leaving. David stood up and said is there anyone that wants me to sign anything and Darren kind of in a bit of a panic thought what am I going to get signed and looked around there was nothing around so he asked David kindly if he would uh, wait a minute whilst he ran to the club shop he he ran to the club shop and I think the first thing he picked up was a cat bowl um, (laughs) a Liverpool FC branded cat bowl so when he got back he uh, he got David to sign it and I think David it was uh, the first time he's ever signed a cat bowl Uh, I'm I'm quite interested to know whether he remembers that well quite interested to know whether he signed any other pet memorabilia since then, uh, you'd be surprised at the things I have I have been asked to sign down the years. You know, the years ago it used to be beer mats and and scraps of paper. These days, people have become a little bit more sort of what's the word, tasteful. And then, so yeah, signed more or less almost everything actually. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, sometimes in years gone by, as I say, when you sign these beer mats, you think um, whatever going to happen to these things probably be slung in a bin uh, in, in no time. But these days, you, you sign in something meaningful and a lot of people do surprise you from time to time and bringing up things like that and saying, remember meeting such, such and such and, and he signed my cap or hat or whatever. Yeah. You can rest assured that he never had his cat licking his milk out of the bowl because I don't think he's <laughs> a cat. <laughs> that was the funny thing. Yeah. Yeah, buy a cat bowl even though you haven't got a cat. That does really show you that he just grabbed the first thing, exactly. doesn't it? Yeah. There you go. He had to go and get a cat then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ginger Tom, maybe. Is a... ah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> have you seen a, a lot of the artwork uh, around Liverpool that uh, Merwells have been doing? Oh, yeah, very much so. It's become quite a feature of the, of the area. I mean, I think you know of the artwork in, in the likes of Belfast and and the like. And I don't and and Glasgow I know I was aware of some artwork on walls. Now, you know, more and more, I mean all the streets around Anfield are gradually being uh, decorated. And and it's good to it enriches the um the part that Liverpool play in the Anfield area. So many people are reliant on around the football. I saw a few people a couple of weeks ago. We did a um, they have this little experience as Anfield, and I was with some people in the presentation. And then afterwards, as I was leaving to to walk down to the car park, saw these people. Uh, and I was saying, "Oh, you know, you're looking for a, a cab, or no, 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 we're going around the street. We're just just uh, taking some pictures of the murals." So that sort of you know kind of as an indication that people are taking those of them they come from far and wide as well as looking at uh, the Anfield Museum they're now going around and um, taking images of the, uh, the you know the the, the murals that that, it, that exist 
And, you know, there are quite a few streets now are decorated with these uh, tributes to the uh, ex-players. We get quite a lot of local hotels asking us if we can put a list together of the murals we've done. And, mm. you know, because we, we've done a lot of them around there. And it's, it's obviously we know where they are. And we also give a bit of context around it, why it was done. We've put this list together that's been really helpful for, for people. But I do understand that even like people go there, especially to do these mural tours. I think the museum have added it on where there's some of these murals are part of the tour as well. So culturally it's definitely an important part of uh, of the Liverpool FC fan base now. I think Anfield has been a, you know it's been a quite a depressed district for for years um in recent sort of year or two they 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 have really tried to address that that issue and the fact that Anfield Road is maybe one of the most famous roads in in the world perhaps I think the the local community have now tried to bring it into condition and and uh, and actually say you know Anfield Road should be celebrated uh, and obviously with uh, Mark's work and um, and one or two others Anfield Road has become very much a, a destination now not just to come to to the football matches if we can just turn to you very uh, briefly David you had a little bit of a health setback didn't you at the end of 2022 are you recovering nicely from that yeah I think so um, it came as quite a shock many people experienced these things didn't um, quite recognize it when it was happening to me but I had a stroke which um, you know, it was, was a bit debilitating for uh, for a while, but I had the determination to make a full recovery. It was a challenge to to go through some of the things that I've had to go through and still still one or two things, not quite 100% yet. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I made a good recovery. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's really good, it's to, good hear. to hear. I mean, when I saw the news come up and, and flash up, obviously, um, that, that you'd fallen ill and had a stroke, it was... It was uh, it was really sad to see and I didn't know if it was the right thing to do or not but I just sent you a message in hope that if you if you had the opportunity to see it just to ask you, and you got back to me straight away just said all good I'm on the men so I you know that was very encouraging that was straight away so I know that um you know you were going to fight that and really really good to to hear you speaking so well now and obviously we've kept in touch since then as well David so it's um you know really good really good to know that you're you're feeling well yeah I think a couple of well a couple of weeks ago I got the all clear to get go back into a gym and they try and sort of build up some strength. So I've been doing that, you know, three or four times a week now. So that's a that's a move in the right direction. The the hope is to be playing golf soon. That's the uh, that's the next challenge for me. Lovely. You enjoy your golf, do you? Yeah, I'm a bit partial to a game of golf. I, I wasn't as a player, but in the the years that followed, once you retire, you get these invites to go to events. You go along, but you're hopeless, and you think, well, I, I made a kind of a uh, challenge to uh, to get a little bit better, and thankfully, I've I now play to a reasonable level. I live very, very close to to a golf course, maybe 100 yards away, so um, so it's become part of my uh, relaxation now. We were doing the Jamie Carragher mural down at Bootle at the time. The guys at the 23 Foundation gave us access to the, the facilities there. And David very kindly came down, as did Alan Kennedy and as did David Johnson. And um, it was just so nice because individually I had all three of them and I had a one-on-one time. And the stories that all of them were telling me was just absolutely fantastic to hear. Really, really interesting bits of history and you hear about relationships between people and you know funny anecdotes and stories it was amazing but obviously in particular David Johnson because you know they're stories that that I can remember now but we're not going to hear them again because uh, obviously sadly he passed away um, not that long ago and even when we was doing the Ray Clements mural I think he'd just uh, come out of hospital 
David, I don't know if you're aware of that. He, he, he'd just come out of hospital and even then he still made the effort to come down and help get the paint on that wall, but he was suffering yeah. a little bit then. So it's very sad that he's no longer with us. Yeah, that's right. I spoke to David around the time and said about coming up and fitting in a time. I think it was uh, one of one of the two of the mornings were a bit cool, a bit cold. He was he was struggling. Um, I mean, he was having good days and bad days. Uh, unfortunately, it was something that really worsened uh, quite quick. So sad. And he and he and Clem were uh, were pals. They often went to um, Norway in the in the summers as players. And he was supposed to be coaching coaching trips, but I don't think there was much coaching going on uh, by the sounds of the stories that came back. But uh, yeah, he was a big mate of uh, of Clem's. Um, it's a very you know it's a very um, I don't know, is it a strange thing? But I mean, the bond that you you build with the, the with the lads, i.e., you know, Clem, Kevin, Kevin King, I saw him to a couple of weeks ago, and these things that uh, the time time doesn't sort of rub them out. It just sort of, you know, we mightn't see each other from week to week. Uh, not everybody, anyway. But we, there's still a very strong uh, friendship amongst us all, and we all talk uh, sort of fondly of the the times that we had and. Uh, you know, and, and I'm concerned about how each other's getting on. You know, a few of the boys are, are having their health issues at the moment, but that's the stage of life that we're in, unfortunately. So, what other things are you doing in life now that you're um, retired? And apart from playing golf, what what are you doing now, generally for yourself and for the the Liverpool Football Club? Uh, on a private note, um, I was involved in, in in a couple of projects in in sort of in the medical sort of centre around the medical sort of world. I've decided after the stroke that I'm um, I'm doing away with that. I'm now looking for a little bit of a, a quieter time. I've been asked since since I've made it known that I've come away from working with a sort of a, a group that basically a lot was falling on my plate and um, running around and phoning and spending all all days in in sort of one thing or another uh, computer and computer meetings. Yeah, I've decided to slow down just in for. Um, for the most part, but I, I say I have been in, invited to to join some colleagues. One in particular in, a, in an energy project that they're they're involved in. So I may end. You might see my uh, you might see some news down. We're doing something very very exciting. It's very it's a very exciting project, and I think they've got me earmarked to uh, to do some sort of front work with with that. And it's an interesting world at the moment in terms of energy. So um, it is. So we're all very, very excited about that one. I'm on a couple of committee, uh, charity committees and, and and one thing or another. And from time to time, you know, I'm, uh, the, the week sometimes at the moment is not as full as uh, as in the past, which is um, I'm getting used. But that's part of the health issue, yeah, to, be, to be fair. That, slowed, that has slowed me down. This is Jamie Carragher. And you are listening to the Say It and Spray podcast. I think it's uh, it's definitely a question that you've been asking, Justin, all these other legends, especially Liverpool that you've had on there, um, in regards to, you know, all these murals being around. It'd be interesting to see, David, from your point of view, as an ex-player and as a fan, you know, who who do you feel really would be a great one that's admitted at the moment? Well, my, all, my all-time hero was Roger Hunt. I loved Roger Hunt as, um, as a player, first of all, and then in later years, Got to be his his friend. The fact that you did, uh, I think, quite hastily, really, it was amazing. That that one seemed to start and finish in no time. The Hunt and St. John, they would always be my favourites. I mean, uh, from time to time, I, if I park on one side of Anfield, the Clem, Clem one is very fitting that it should be there. I mean, K- 
Kevin Keegan springs to mind. I mean, Kevin was a, a huge uh, man of the 70s as far as Liverpool was concerned. Perhaps more, you know, maybe he's linked more with Newcastle these days and Liverpool, but um, he was a big part of, of what we were achieving and silly where I was a part of in my early early couple of years in the Liverpool team. The house that we painted the big Jurgen Klopp mural on by Anfield, the lady that owns that property, although she's delighted with Jurgen Klopp being on there, her first choice was Kevin Keegan. Oh, um, she's an absolute massive fan. I think probably to the point that he knows her as being the official stalker for Kevin Keegan. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we we avoided doing that one. But yeah, for me, I, I grew up, I, I remember Kevin Keegan as being this iconic uh, Newcastle manager and went on to do England and everything like that. Obviously, I was aware of what he done at Liverpool, but I think obviously the fact is he, he moved on from Liverpool, didn't he? And he was replaced by someone that, that wasn't too bad. And that's probably the only reason that he's probably not regarded as the legend status that he probably should be. I, th- I think the fact that he, he achieved or he made such an impact on Newcastle, it kind of detracts a little bit from what he achieved at Liverpool. But, you know, from 71 to 77, he was the main man at Anfield. And I was fortunate when I broke into the team, I roomed with him on a couple of occasions and, uh, I'd be going home and telling my mates, you know, things Kevin Keegan had said and and did, and they're always fascinating. Kevin Keegan was the top man uh, for many years, and um, the the his affinity now probably is is he's the king in Newcastle still. And a lot of people, you have to be of a certain age maybe to to remember Kevin's days at uh, at Liverpool. But uh, Keegan alongside John Toshak were uh, were formidable. You know, both huge favourites of mine. Thank you very much for joining us, David. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. You're welcome, man. Uh, it's, it's it's been fun talking about you know so many Liverpool characters and and my time at Anfield. Thank you very much. Good well, seeing you soon. Keep well. See you later. Thanks. Thanks. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was really, really good to talk to David. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. And obviously stories from a time really before I was watching football, but it's always good to hear these stories from uh, from these players. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great one, wasn't it? Really enjoyed that. Really friendly guy. Great stories. Listening to people telling stories about great players that they played with and some of the names of the people that he would drop in that who he'd been playing with and against you know that's when you realize that he's a a proper footballing legend there isn't Mm, he definitely we'll catch up with you very very soon on the say and spray it podcast see you later ta-da Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,